to a world where everyone and their sister has a podcast comes another one. Join us weekly as we explore the dark back alleys of irreverence and the spider-infested corners of nerdkind. This is the Irreverent Nerd Podcast. Greetings, fellow nerds. I'm here with my good friend, Will. Will, say hello. Will, say hello. (laughs) So, I have an announcement to make, my fellow nerds. My good buddy Will here has agreed to be my co-host on this show on a weekly basis forever. (laughs) 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 Yeah, like... We've had a good time doing the two joint episodes, and uh, honestly, this will be, I think, just a fun way for us to connect as friends, uh, in addition to what we hope will be fun for you guys. Yes. So, uh, along so. along with that announcement, we are announcing a new format and sort of a new name. It's now going to be Irreverent Nerds, you know, nerds, like the S being in parentheses, because there's two of us. So, I'm not the only irreverent nerd anymore. Will is also an irreverent nerd. Am I an irreverent nerd? Yes. Well, Super Milo is oh, very yes. irreverent, so that's true. We are, we are both irreverent nerds. <laughs> so, just a little quick rundown of how this week's episode is going to go. Uh, and, and each week is going to follow a similar format to this. So, we're going to start out with what we call a two-minute drill. Where I like each, that. each of us gives a little bit of about our life. And uh, just what's going on personally. And uh, then we're going to move into what are we reading? Uh, so preferably a comic book, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. Just what have, we, what have we been reading over the past week? What have we found interesting? Then we'll do a segment on what are you watching? That could be a TV show that we're watching that week. Um, we'll both take turns kind of talking about what we've been watching individually. Or, as is the case tonight, if we just watched something together... We'll do a review of it together. Uh, and segue into that. What are you watching? So tonight we'll be talking about Morbius. Which Morbius! We... <laughs> I missed my cue. Uh, it's okay. We did, we just finished watching that. And uh, we'll do a review of that. And then uh, we'll have independent segments where each of us will record one on our own. Uh, I will do a sci-fi focus each week. And Will is going to start out, at least for now, doing a Japan jaunt. Uh, Will has, for many years, been enthusiastic about all things Japan, J- Japanese history, Japanese anime, Japanese manga. So I haven't considered myself an otaku in over 10 years, but, you know, it's still there. I, I definitely read a lot more th- that than I did Marvel and DC. The love is still there. You yep, read it, friends. That's true. So he he's going to do... Uh, a little segment on something related to Japan and entertainment in some fashion or Japanese history perhaps whatever he wants to do this week Nice. and then we'll come back and close it up so let's jump into it two minute drill Will, what's been going on in your life this past week? I've almost completed my Ghostbusters Proton Pack build Um, I've installed the lights um Right now, I'm working on it's. It's from the Ghostbusters, the video game, the exact build. Right now, uh, 
Uh, I'm installing the uh, slime tank hose and whatnot. Um, so, so that's interesting. I uh, ordered some new parts. Hopefully that'll be done and my wife can stop being upset that I've overran her whole kitchen and dining room because <laughs> I need plenty of surface space. Oh, nice. Nice. You have to b build yourself a workshop one of these days, right? Yep. Well, that's only 30 seconds, so what oh. else is going on in your life? Um, <laughs> well, uh, re recently, uh, my church had me record a video um, of me t talking about why I like going to church there. Oh, okay. Um, what else is going on? My oh, really? wife right. is getting a promotion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, she, uh, my wife is getting a promotion at work to supervisor. That's great. Um, yeah, that I might tell me that. That might happen in the next week or two. Uh, um, she's really excited about it. Um, and basically, she's a, getting her boss's job. So your wife has been a CNA. Is that correct? No, no, she's in housekeeping at the uh, nursing home. Oh, okay. She used to be a PCA. PCA. But okay. they didn't when she. Uh, she was working part-time as a PCA for a couple of years, mm -hmm. year and a half there. And uh, so when she got this full-time job at the nursing home, unfortunately, they didn't have any nursing positions open or available at the time. But she uh, she decided she likes where she's at, and uh, uh, her boss is, is going to be doing the business side of things, payroll and whatnot. And uh, she's, she's actually, the boss is doing everything right now. She's working for three different departments. Wow. So this is going to be a lot of stress off of her when Mandy gets that position. Um, yeah, I'm sorry I like flew by the church thing. I didn't know, you know, that's the kind of thing we're going to talk about here. Anyway, oh, no, you're fine, man. Yeah, that happened in my life, but uh, and I wasn't. And your two minutes is up. <laughs> oh, oh. I was just getting so you got me on the ball now. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why we call it the two-minute drill. Oh, okay. We don't want to bore these lovely nerds with uh, well, too much a, of our life, right? Got a comic page done, and I colored another page for uh, Redline Comic Studio anyway. Nice. Well, that's it, really. I think that was my whole week. Maybe maybe we'll do a three-minute drill next week, but for now, a little two-minute. All right, so here's my two minutes, so hold me to it. All right. I did say a few things in there, so you can jump in on occasion if you want. Uh, let me see. Boop, well, boop. <laughs> I did. Um, I didn't have a baby. My wife had a baby, but you know, <laughs> gave birth to uh, a human. Uh, so our, that didn't happen. You're not Arnold Schwarzenegger. That didn't happen since last Wednesday, but it did happen recently. So that that's taken up a lot of our time and and uh, about half of our sleep. <laughs> All your mental resources. Yeah. Um, I'll just. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. The first month or two is always the the toughest, where the the baby has to get into nocturnal sleep patterns because uh, typically during pregnancy they are awake at night when the mom is is still you know and sleeping i'm still and awake at night sometimes i wake during the day and they'll kick and stuff but like a lot of times they'll sleep when when the mother is moving during the day the baby will sleep so that has to slowly reverse and mandy does hate it when i kick her during the night <laughs> you don't moan do you well, that you don't have to answer that. That'd probably be why she gets up and goes and sleeps in the other bedroom. Oh no! <laughs> Just like mm. my snoring. That would be a little freaky in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh man! 
Yeah. I'm sorry, I told you I, I was I, here to interrupt and make jokes. <laughs> I definitely snore. Um, my wife does too. Like, if I'm on my back, it's really bad. Um, if I'm on my side, I'll occasionally snore on my side, but usually, usually I'm not too bad on my side. Same for my wife. Like, I broke his brain. He's derailed now. <laughs> um, I, I do have a friend that will remain un, unnamed uh, and innocent. Who uh, who moans in his sleep on occasion? Uh, rats. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have said his gender. Sorry, nameless friend. You know who you are. Um, but no, like uh, he, he and I were roommates briefly years ago, and uh, I had heard stories about the moaning, and then I got to hear you it had for a real. Roommate? I did. I didn't yeah. know that. I'm not gonna say his name. But, um, well, this he, is news to me. We've known each other for over a decade. It, it was it was only for a couple months, and then, okay. then he bailed on me. Sadly. Bailed, yeah, he left. A jerk. <laughs> I know. It's like, come on, man. I miss it. I missed his moaning after he left. But no. He misses your moaning. <laughs> that sounds a little. Call weird. him up. That sounds inappropriate. Oh, my two minutes. My two minutes are up. In his ear. <laughs> okay, that was two and a half minutes. You got two and a half minutes too, though, so that works out. So. Yeah, it's a nice, neat little five-minute segment there. I hope you actually said everything, because I butted in a lot. <laughs> All right, so if I can figure out how to edit this thing and put in little segues, there'll be a little segue right here. But uh, for now, Segway. I'm going to transition into what are you reading? So, Will, this could be loosely related to comic books or, very specifically, a comic book. What have you been reading the past week? Well, I've been reading... Well, not in the past week, but... Or just since we met last... How long has it been? What, a week and a half? Um, further than a week back, I was reading Usagi Ojimbo Tango War. Tango. Uh, I got that... Is that the newest one? Yeah, yeah, by Stan Sakai. I got that on the day it released. It was delivered to my house through Amazon. Nice. Uh, I've been following uh, Stan Sakai's work since the late 90s, I think. Hmm. I can't okay. remember. I was introduced to Isagi through the old Ninja Turtle cartoon, but you know what? That probably should be for a Jap- Jap- Japan jaunt. But anyway, more yeah, that'd be perfect. Yeah, you should totally do yeah. one on on, uh, on Mr. Sakai. Yeah. So I was definitely reading. I read that. Okay. Um, I'll talk about that more later. I've also been reading Ghost from Our Past ah. by authors Abby Yates and Aaron Gilbert. I forget. Gilbert. Yeah. So what's that about? Ghosts. Well, yeah, okay. Like real both. ghosts or like metaphorical ghosts? Both. Both. Figuratively and literally. Okay, okay. So like some actual ghost stories and stuff. You know, yeah, ghost stories. But then like metaphorical ghosts from my past, skeletons we, we, in my closet kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, after they, uh, after they saved New York... You know, they did update it, you know. It's the Ghostbusters edition now. <laughs> oh, is it? Is this actually connected to Ghostbusters? It's the book from 2016 oh. reboot. Oh. They actually made a real book. <laughs> That's Ghost from our past. <laughs> so I got that from Amazon when we took a few weeks. <laughs> that sounds like a fun read, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually really enjoying it so far. <laughs> See, that's right. I'm not one of those 2016 haters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was okay. Like, like it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great either. But it, you know, it yeah. was a little too different from the originals. I felt like, but I, I enjoyed it. I true, enjoyed true, it. true. Yeah. Um, yeah, the I mean, obviously, the very talented actresses and comedians um, lighting up the screen there. You know, I, th- I think the funniest one was uh, oh darn, I 
can't think of her name. I can't think of the actress's name right now. She has blonde hair. She's she's on SNL or used to be on SNL. It's probably Dang Kristen it. Wiig. No, not Kristen Wiig. Both um, McCarthy. She was also no. Are you looking it up? It was... Oh, dang it. Was it Kate McKinnon? Yes, Kate McKinnon. Okay. That's, that's who I was trying to think of. It has the real Ghostbusters Egon hair. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember loving her... Her, I think it was the first movie I'd seen her in. I, well, that's appropriate I that Ghostbuster actors and actresses come from SNL. Yeah. It really is. Well, Kristen Wiig did. And Melissa McCarthy came from Gilmore Girls uh, originally. Like That was her first big hit. Um, I know this because my wife loves Gilmore Girls. And This is true. This is true. Does your wife love Gilmore Girls? No, but my no. mom did. We watched it all the time when I was young. Yeah, I like it myself, yeah. to be honest with you. I, I enjoy it. It's I something too. very pleasant about it. Luke's Dark Day. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's got James Gunn's brother. I remember in things. It, you know? Really? I yeah. didn't know that. He, he plays the really awkward guy. Well, you know. Kirk? I think I'm, his name is Kirk. I watched it with my mom and tried getting my wife into it. And I was like, oh, that's Melissa McCarthy. Well, she looks young. <laughs> so, but I didn't necessarily recognize or know that when I was a kid, you know, but. Just probably early 30s at that point, like when it started. Anyway, yeah. Like. So there, there's a lot, I would say, that I didn't notice watching the show when I was a kid. I haven't actually binge or got into it as an adult much. Just long enough to see Melissa McCarthy up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. That's a, actually quite a few, um, Quite a few actors and actresses who are now famous, but weren't necessarily famous back then, um, had roles on on that show, either guest cool. role or like a recurring guest role. Um, like um, Milo Ventimiglia, who was later on Heroes, you know, comic book reference there. Well, technically, it's not from a comic book, although they made a comic book for the show. I thought they which made I a comic book. Cool. Um, the first season was still the best, but um, and then now he's. On this is us, which my wife and I have been watching. Excellent show, um, but yeah, he he. Um, I don't know if that was his first role, but I think it was his first big role ah. he played on Gilmore Girls. But she didn't think we were going to talk about Gilmore Girls tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are the irreverent nerds, so you'll never know what's going to happen. <laughs> I have ADD. <laughs> I, I have ADD. Well, so this is just how I, this conversation is going to go. Wait, I thought, we, I thought you had ADHD. You have ADHD I don't or ADHD? You don't know. My mom corrected me recently and be like, you don't know. You were your diagnosis ADD when you were five. <laughs> oh, so not ADHD. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. I've got one of those two as well. I'm pretty darn really? sure. Like, I'm, I want to get tested actually. Yeah. Like legitimately. In fact, I'd refer to your doctor if you can let me know after the episode. No, um, after you seriously, feel better, I've, doctor. I've, <laughs> I've wondered for years if I have it because, like, I actually did a uh, a blog post on this recently. Um, in my other my other creative, do you still have a blog? I do actually. Oh, okay. um, You'll have to send that link plug, to me later. Plug for my blog, empathicecologist.blogspot.com. I can't check it out. I can't repeat that word. <laughs> Empath- empathic ecologist. Empa- em- empathic, like empathic. Empath- Empathic ecologist. Ecologist. Um, I also have a YouTube channel that's kind so, of, they're kind of tied together. So you care about the environment. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like the idea. So that is what that is. Um, yeah. Well. Okay. Great. But it's also it's kind of like I'm the empathic ecologist. It's kind of like, it's, it, in a sense, it it became sort of like a new new identity for me of kind of like empathy is something I feel that is really important. Like empathizing with other humans, with other animals. 
it's a it's a natural ability I think all humans have with a few exceptions like psychopaths who are born without it or without very much of it but in general like all humans have that and and it's it's what drives like our our compassion you know we, and it literally like we have these mirror neurons in our brain like you can literally feel someone else's pain like you see someone else who, who's hurting or struggling and literally the same pain centers you know light up in your brain uh, that are lighting up in the other person's brain not to the same extent of course but like um, you can feel their pain but but empathy I mean it's not just that but it's also empathizing with positive emotions as well uh, so I feel like that's just like like I, I came to see that just as a really important value and something I want to develop I guess in myself of like but then ecology is just kind of like understanding the relationship between other living things like you know whether it be humans and how we relate to one another how humans interact with our environment as well as how we interact with other living creatures so it's pretty broad ranging but it's kind of like like I, I want to understand the world I live in but I, I want to empathize with other sentient creatures as well and and with the ultimate goal hopefully of making our lives better you know cool, mine, cool, and, cool. mine and theirs I hope so that, that's kind of something I came to um I think I've talked a little bit about in the podcast you know not going to get into detail here but you know just just had big belief changes and stuff for the last couple of years and been trying to find rediscover my values I guess in a sense uh, anyway if you want to check that out fellow nerds uh, ecologist.blogspot.com. I haven't studied a lot of that um going to make a joke earlier and be like maybe there's a chapter on it from Ghosts from Our Past. But you oh, actually yeah. explained the science behind that pretty well. I mean, cool, thank you. I didn't know that. You know, I got it from that's Wikipedia. Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> what? I read a Wikipedia article <laughs> on ecology. <laughs> no, I oh. meant the whole sensing what other people are feeling thing. Oh, yeah. I yeah, said, that, that so I have learned from some other sources. I, I couldn't name them all right now. But. Since I didn't understand that, for me, that was more like psychic phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Um, oh, okay. Oh, man. We should talk about that at some point. Do like a, an episode on, on uh, psychic powers. <laughs> ooh, 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 so I guess I should talk ooh. about what I've been reading. I'll do that real quick here because we're going long on this segment. But Truth is out there. The, yeah. Oh, actually, I do have a, an X-Files book <laughs> in my drawer at work. It's, it's one of my bathroom books, you know, if I need to go take a shit. <laughs> I, I, take, I take a book with me sometimes. And, and uh, you have an X-Files book? I do have an X-Files book. Is it book. a comic book? Or no, no, magazine? it's a legit novel, like oh, an X-Files cool. novel. Um, yeah, I haven't finished it yet. I'm like halfway through it. And, cool, uh, cool. Yeah, it fits in my pocket. It's like a pocketbook, so it literally fits in my back pocket. Did you know that there was an X-Files Ghostbusters crossover? Really? Yeah, I haven't read it, but <laughs> I want to. I want it, to. Comics or novel? Comics. That sounds interesting. IDW. I have read a few X Files comics, not recently, but um, yeah, I've, I've dabbled in a few, and then I've read a couple of novels. Um, I think at least two, maybe two novels. This is like my second or third novel somewhere in there that I'm working through, and obviously, I've, my wife and I are almost done finishing watching the entire series. Like we've got two episodes left, and um, like she'll probably come on and we'll talk on one of my little sci-fi focus segments, and we'll talk about. The X Files, so cool. Looking forward to that. 
Yeah, we've been watching it for the last six years. <laughs> Over the last six uh, years, we're finally oh, we're finally about to finish it. That's what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, what streaming service is that on Netflix? Uh, it, it was. Uh, it's, on Hulu. Hulu. it's on Hulu. Hulu. Oh, I have Hulu. Hulu is like connected to 20th Century Fox, which is now owned by Disney. Do they have the X Files movie or the new series? They've got yeah all eleven seasons, which includes like the new, mm, the two newer seasons. Nice. Um, Sorry to interrupt. Then, I'm gonna have to look into they that. They might have had one or both of the movies as well. I think. Um, but yeah, I really like the X Files. I didn't watch it when it was coming out because my parents probably wouldn't have let me back <laughs> back in the day, and I I was just into other things at the time as well. Um, but watching it as an adult has been fun. Like I just I've really enjoyed it. So I. Once again, I'm rabbit trailing. Um, what have I been reading? So I'll talk real briefly about. So, like, we reviewed the Moon Knight, the first Moon Knight episode, and uh, did yeah, you, you watched the second one. Yeah, too, I right? did. I yeah. did. It was really good. Yeah, I I like to do. My wife's getting into it. She, she's cool. Getting, she's getting excited. Um, Mandy refused to watch the second episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my wife's like, this is really interesting. Um. Oh yeah. Um, in, so in between, I think it was in between episodes. Well, I started reading a Moon Knight comic. Um, I have currently have Kindle Unlimited, so there's there's actually quite a few comics on there that they have. Um, cool. Like every now and, every now and then, like I'll I'll do a thing where they offer me a three month deal, like three months for ten dollars or something like that, and I'll snatch it up. And then I'll when the three months are up, I'll if I remember, I'll cancel it. And then they'll off. They'll try to get me back with another one, and I'll do it again. And like, it's pretty cool. There's all kinds of books you can read and stuff, including quite a few comic books. Um, a lot of times, it's like you just get to read the first one in like a series, or like the first graphic novel in a series. And then obviously they want you to buy the other ones, but like the first one they'll let you read as part of the subscription. Anyway, um, so I read a, a Moon Knight comic and. Was very violent and bloody. <laughs> well, um, it must have been a modern Moon Knight then. <laughs> pr- probably. I don't know. Do you remember? I think Moon we might have. How far does Moon Knight go back? I, I think Thirty or been. some years. So yeah, probably back. Well, let's see. I mean, I there think were, it might have been yeah. the seventies or the eighties. If you get Moon into Knight. the eighties, like I don't know about Marvel, but I know DC was starting to get a little bloody in the eighties, a little more violent. Like with Frank Miller and stuff like. I'm not sure. I think Marvel but, held out for a little longer. Yeah, so it really got darker. But yeah, this one was definitely, my goodness, was bloody and, and somewhat gruesome. Like he's he's quite violent. Like in um, in this particular iteration, uh, the it's Mark. I think this one was with Mark Spector. Uh-huh. In this particular iteration, I think he was ex-military. And um, I think I think that's what he is in the show. I think that. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, a he lot. might. Yeah, he probably is. Like, I know you talked some about this, the background of like he was like ex-military, and then he got he died, and then I Con- think Konshu yeah. brought him back to life. And he talked that about right? that Konshu. in episode two. I think he said he was ex-military, didn't he? Or he something. I'm trying to remember. That's possible. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so similar, similar storyline, and then in this one, he is also or has been rich. Um, you know, so that's where like I think when I first watched that or read that the first comic, Moonlight, like 
was like, he reminded me of Bruce Wayne because <laughs> he was like wealthy and he was going around fighting crime, you know, et cetera. Um, like in this one though, a little different. Like I think he puts on the suit. He doesn't summon. Right. He doesn't summon the suit. Right. Um, so different universe, I guess. Um, or maybe they just wanted to make it more interesting for the more visually interesting for the show because it's pretty. It is pretty cool. In the yeah, suit. Like, I've, I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's new for the show. That's more of a convenience thing. Yeah, they never uh, having to go and just like yeah. suit up like Batman. <laughs> I mean, there's still a lot I don't know about Moon Knight, but I assume that probably the original Moon Knight comics, he really was just getting in and out of the suit. Yeah, I think it is in this one. But in this one, he's he's an older Moon Knight, and he's he's a bit he's he gotten like seriously injured in a fight with one of his nemeses. I think I heard about and, that. Uh, so he's like in a wheelchair, I think initially, and he's he's spending his time sitting in his room in front of a uh, a giant statue of Kanchu, uh, and and he's like eventually like talking, <laughs> but Kanchu is like silent for a while, and, and he can't, you know, it's just, but yeah, it's just very a lot of it's in his head and very much about the psychology, you know, of of um, Mark Spector slash Moon Knight. But then there's a lot of conversations between him and Kanchu in it as well. But yeah, it's definitely a very violent comic. Lots of blood. And, uh, and he kills a lot when he's in the Moon Knight persona. Lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like like the Punisher in gray tights. Yeah. But, or technically, I guess it's supposed to be a white suit because he's like, I want my enemies to see me coming. Um, when they, I think that's just because he's... And they Avatar see me coming. The moon. They know vengeance is coming, you know, etc. Instead of hiding like Batman, he's like that. Um, so anyway, that that's uh, I think that's the only comic I read this past week, week or so, was that one. You can see Mark yeah. right now getting drunk, yelling at God, throwing a, a beer bottle, shattering on God's statue. Why won't you talk to me? <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, like um, Chris, channeling Christian Bale, Batman. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I was going for a drunk voice. Oh, sure. okay. <laughs> that works. <laughs> drunk voice. I want to talk. Cut to. Cut to. Why do you for a second there? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was <laughs> It was some of that. Some of that. Um, all right, so. <laughs> we should probably get into our review of Morbius here. This is our what are you watching segment uh, instead of which we did end up talking a little bit about some things we've watched recently but um, instead of doing the normal weekly segment this week we're going to do a review, movie review. So we are literally sitting outside of the theater here. We just went to see it tonight. So first thoughts, Will. Morbius. Yes. Well, um... Oh, by the way, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. This this has been a warning. You have been warned. Spoilers are coming. If you haven't seen this yet, fast forward to the next segment. Or come back later. Continue, Will. Or both. Um, So, originally... This thing was getting like review bombed. It's terrible. Don't watch it. 
And, uh, well, silly me, I should have known by now, and I've often said in the past, don't listen to reviews, because they're always wrong. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so, for some reason, I just listened to them this time, and, but, uh, you know, comic book, um, uh, people I'm friends with on Facebook, comic book associates, other creators, um, indie comic creators, and et cetera, and so forth, they're all saying, you know, it's a good movie, uh, they said, you know, it'll be even better if you don't know anything about Morbius, which I don't know a whole lot. My only knowledge of Mor, my only personal experience with Morbius, is from the nine nineteen ninety Spider-Man animated TV series. Spider blood, Spider blood. You got radioactive <laughs> Spider blood. Oh yeah, which, man. By the way, the original comics is blood is not radioactive. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, and they have that, uh, that like hard rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man! I watched that back in the nineties as well. Yeah. Like, and and afterwards, when it was in syndication, like your parents let you watch Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, did just get, I did get to watch Spider Man and Batman. What? Batman as well. Uh, as a, yeah. A joke. Someone else we we used to know. His parents wouldn't let him watch Spider Man. But, really? but that uh, was Spider-Man, his amazing friends, they wouldn't let him watch. <laughs> I don't know. But. Yeah, that's that's the, that was my first exposure yeah. to Spider-Man was that series. Um, but I don't remember a Morbius episode. I may have seen it and just don't remember. Well, it, he was pure white and uh, okay. had some, some black on. And uh, uh, if I remember correctly, it's been a very long time, very long time. But I think that, uh, well, he, he was definitely a villain. But then again, that show, I really need to watch, to read the comics. I'm mean, Like I've said earlier, I didn't, haven't really read a lot of DC and Marvel. My experience with DC and Marvel has mostly been the cartoons um, and the movies. Anyway, so Morbius from the anim- Spider-Man animated series of the 90s, as far, my re- memory is that... Um, Spider-Man is trying to help him. He is a doctor. He is conflicted. Uh, but what drives him is that he needs to drink Spider-Man's blood exclusively. Well, not his blood, his plasma, his mm-hmm. energy, mm-hmm. his life force. Uh, and I think I read up on that, that the original Morbius comics, he was a consumer of the life force, but that was because of the Comics Code Authority. Uh, and as a matter of fact, the using science to create a scientific living vampire might have also been a way that Marvel got around the Comics Code Authority because you weren't actually allowed to make horror char- characters. Hmm. You weren't. Uh, so they had to be creative in how to how do we put a vampire in these comics. And actually, I think Morbius was originally a Fantastic Four villain. Huh. Okay. I, I learned that earlier. Um, Interesting. Just earlier tonight. But... Um, just comparing his comic origin with this movie we just watched. I've, I've heard rumors that they're bringing the Fantastic Four um, back in some fashion. Cool, cool. Possibly into the MCU, which would be cool. awesome. That would be cool. Um, I'm trying to think who I heard they might have play Reed Richards. I think I heard a rumor about an actor. Oh, I can't think of the name right now. Anyway, it's like anything will be better than the last movie. It was so boring. I haven't even seen that. Oh, man. Uh, don't, don't bother. Other than superhero fatigue, I think I've just lost faith in certain Certain companies. properties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like and it, Sony was unfortunately mm-hmm. one of the ones I lost faith in, but Morbius was good. Yeah. Yeah, like I... Um, 
I enjoyed it. Like, it was... Yeah, like, the... The the pacing was decent. Sorry, there's somebody running towards us right now. Um, the pacing was decent, and... Um, He's just getting his exercise on. I guess. Got that, uh... <laughs> that regular um, show hoodie on. Yeah. I like that they've updated the lighting in this parking lot. Like, it used to be so dim. Um, and then... <laughs> it's not the, uh... The best part of town. It's not the worst part either, but the bar's the gone. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, it is gone. Yeah, what do you know? I think they moved. Uh... uh anyway. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, I, I thought it, I thought it was good, and um, I enjoyed it. I, I got into it. I, I cared about the the characters for the most part, like, um, and uh, I guess I guess that's a a cue to talk about performances. Like, what did you think of uh, Jared Leto's performance? It uh, was really good. I prefer him in this role than I did the Joker. Yeah, same here. Uh, and I don't necessarily think it the Joker. Some of my complaints of the Joker were not his fault. It yeah, was just the yeah. way he was written. Uh, and, and edited and stuff. Yeah, and how the makeup department and whatnot wanted him to look. Uh, like we, we, I think we discussed before, he was actually good at the end of Jack, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes, yeah. I, I did like that. Yeah. The, nightmare, the nightmare scene or the nightmare timeline or whatever. Like, yeah. that was cool. But, uh, yeah, I loved uh, Jared Leto in this film. Uh, he does a great job as this character. Um, and I don't want to jump around too much. I forgot my ADD is kicking in or something, but <laughs> I keep forgetting what we're doing and where we are on the outline. But um, yeah. I hope I can say this without getting ahead of ourselves that... Um, they made uh, Morbius. I know Morbius was popular enough that he came back in the comics and that he eventually got his own title. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know a lot about Morbius. I don't know. If he got his own title, then he must have been some sort of heroic or anti, anti, anti-hero of some kind mm-hmm. in order to carry his own book. Because I don't think... Now, there is a... I just saw this the other day. I was at... Uh... McKay just looking through their yeah. their comics, and I saw a Thanos comic. So like, right, so it's not unprecedented, I guess, for them to give like a, a no. villain. Well, in the last you know, ten an entire, his own his yeah. own comic. In the last ten years or so, Thanos has had his own comic book series, and he has become an Avenger. Really? Yeah. So ah. you know, it's this. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's funny. So he and um, he even fought himself in a different. Due to time travel and or alternate dimensions, you know, mm-hmm. uh, fought an evil version of himself. He, he's more or less become a good guy in the comics, I guess. Um, he was definitely one of the most compelling Marvel villains oh, of yeah. any of the MCU films, if not the the most compelling. Um, Absol- <clears throat> absolutely. Um, but what I'm trying to say is Morbius. Uh, um, he he really is a hero. I felt like I was watching a Sam Raimi Spider-Man film for some reason. All of those are really campy in retrospect, but for some reason I don't know. It was really good. This was a superhero movie. This he 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 killed a few people, but that's true of his origin story too. I we did say spoiler alert. Um, 
Um, they gave him a villain, which I don't know that this character even exists in the comic books. Oh, yeah, so his, his friend Milo, or Lucian, but he calls, yeah. him, calls him Milo, they, um, they both have the same, I guess, rare blood disorder where they have to have a transfusion, like, yeah. every, basically a transfusion every day. Um, I think he's at three times a day. Like, yeah, it's pretty intense. Like, it. Um, but then, obviously, Michael Morbius, you know, is, is intelligent and brilliant. And <laughs> now, I will say the way they they showed that was a little silly. Is like, you know, he fixes yeah. the the machine, and he's like, "Wow, you fixed that machine." We're going I'm gonna, to. I'm going to send you to America. You're a genius. I'm a genius. <laughs> Which was cool, was but I was like, silly. I was like, that doesn't necessarily compute. No. But <laughs> don't touch our machines you, ever again. You fixed. But you I fixed, fixed him. that. Well, yeah, you did, but I don't care. Don't touch it. <laughs> you fixed that with a ballpoint pen spring. It was like, yeah, um, yeah, and and like, I I knew, I knew pretty much right away that. The Lucian character slash Milo was going to be the villain. I didn't really. So you didn't pick up on that. Well, like, I figured it out. Yeah. By the time, because he eyeballed the serum, the two serums or whatever they were called, and mm-hmm. then next thing we knew, at first I thought it was uh, Morbius, but then I realized no, you know, uh, no, that's abs- that's his friend, you know, like before. He finished killing her. I knew the nurse was like, "Ah, it's, nah, that's that's definitely the friend." See, but that, I did. You caught on a lot faster than that. I, I didn't did. figure out, but like for me, I think it was at least the point at which, like, where he, he um he loses the letter, and then he's going down there to try to retrieve it from the bullies. Yeah, that and, was. And the then setup. he just he just lets loose and whacks him with his crutch. And then jumps on the other one and starts beating him because he's so angry. He's like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna be the villain." It's like, I think that's the point where it definitely clicked at that point. Yeah, if it hadn't already. Well, that's why snuck in there. I said this was a superhero movie, even though Morbius is supposed to be a villain from Mm Spider-Man. It's because, um, I mean, they did the even though this is not an MCU film, they did the classic MCU. Your mirror self is the villain. In mm-hmm. Iron Man 1, it was another Iron Man. Mm-hmm. In um, Captain America, it was another super soldier, although that makes a lot more sense because Red Skull really was his major villain in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In uh, Thor, it was Loki. That made sense, though. Uh, I can't remember where I'm going with this. Anyway, uh, what was the other Avengers? The Hulk? Okay, the Hulk fought the Abomination. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, um... I don't know if the the guy that Iron Man fought in his movie even exists in the comics. I think he did, but oh yeah, Obadiah, uh, Obadiah. I think yeah. he did. I don't know. Could be, but I, I haven't read very many Iron Man comics. I've, I've read a few, but not not many. Maybe I should rewatch that film. I was a little underwhelmed with the first Iron Man, but I know yeah, it started. Honestly, honestly though, all but. three Iron Men's like the first one was probably my favorite of the three. Um, the second one was yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, that's a different topic. Yeah. So Morbius, um, he fights another vampire. I wasn't expecting it because a hmm. Morbius fights Spider Man. <laughs> right. They all fight Spider Man. <laughs> what are we doing? We're creating a universe without Spider Man. <laughs> what are you doing, Sony? <laughs> 
but uh, <laughs> but actually, this movie was really good. It holds up, and who, no matter who Morbius is in the comics, uh, I think this made a lot of sense. This film, the character made a lot of sense. Uh, he is a doctor. He's taking a Hippocratic oath. He uh, cares about people. He's conflicted. I like the character in this film. Um, but I didn't see him fighting another vampire. Because I don't even think that there is... I think he's the only one in the comics. I mean, hmm. if he carried his own series, maybe they introduced a Milo or Lucian character. I don't know. Yeah, but like, one thing I was going to say, like, even though they basically telegraph that, at least from my perspective... I still enjoyed it. You yeah. Know, and, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that it was Matt Smith playing his friend slash the guy who becomes the villain. Like He looked familiar. I don't know who that is, but Doctor he looked familiar. Who? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, and I've seen him in a couple other things, I think, as well. And um, But yeah, Doctor Who was like his big, big breakout. Oh, yeah. And, um, oh, yeah. yeah so he, that's the second, doc, the, the se- second Doctor Who in the, in the Marvel movies. And oh, TV yeah, like, shows. Wait, who was the other one? The Purple Man from Jessica Jones. Different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good in Broadchurch, by the way. If you haven't seen Broadchurch, excellent, excellent series. Um. Anyway, but yeah, like even though they kind of telegraphed it, I still enjoyed it, and I enjoyed their their relationship. Um. And like, it. It more or less made sense, like, like his, like he snapped a, a little bit quick, but they they give you the, they give you the scene, you know, where he shows his, his violent side, and then obviously he's been dealing with a terminal illness essentially or a terminal dis, you know, his whole life and been facing that, and then he finally finds a way to, to survive longer, and he just wants to like latch on to that. Um, yeah. But because he has those violent tendencies as well, like um, he doesn't have the same problem drinking human blood as as Morbius. Like Morbius does it more out of instinct at first, and then yeah, and doesn't can't fully control it when it first happens. Blacked um, out. Yeah, like forgot. Like, he didn't even know what happened. Like he found out after the fact by watching like the security camera yeah. and stuff. Like. So. um... Speaking of the Milo Lucian character, I kind of feel like uh, he didn't really care about um, Morbius. He weren't, they weren't really friends. He, I feel like he was just using hmm. Morbius to get what he wanted, which is, which is a cure. And basically when he got it, I, I, I pretty much knew he, if he, I, I thought he had already killed the doctor. Hmm. But then here he shows up. Well, he does kill the doctor. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember his name. But it's like I already figured it out. You know, he doesn't need these people anymore. He's going to kill them. I actually assumed... I, I was wondering... First of all, I was wondering how did he inject himself because Morbius had to have it injected into his uh, spinal cord. Yeah. Well, I, I guess he got to help. Like, I'm assuming while he was in the lab, he managed to grab... Or either he came back later and managed to grab one of the serums, you know, when he came to see him there. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, he could have come back. But somehow, obviously, somehow he got a hold of. Yeah, oh, I, that's right. He came back that night that he killed the nurse. So yeah. was the nurse. Well, so yeah. like he he snuck back in that night, and then. But he made it sound like he he killed the nurse on purpose. That wasn't his blackout moment. No, like he did talk about. 
he did talk about how it took him over that he wasn't necessarily he didn't set out necessarily to kill the nurse like that was his first kill uh, I assume so probably he, same same as he. I think he did reference like it's like you know what it's like like same time but then obviously after that like he very de- very deliberately continued to yeah kill well, humans like I could be wrong I just assumed the nurse was his at least his second kill uh I don't think so. Like I think he chose his first. I think he purposely, purposely killed her to frame Morbius. But that, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, well, I think like it did seem like, like because he did, he did talk about like he wanted Morbius to embrace his, his um, vampirism, I guess, for lack of a better term, and for them to kind of go like run the world together you know more or less like go off as friends and uh, yeah so like he had some interest in that I think the but, doctor accused him of uh, framing Morbius later but that could have mm-hmm. just been his viewpoint no 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 that, it didn't sound like that was his motive for that particular kill well, okay. but I could have just been reading that into um, it maybe he thought of it after the fact um like after he killed her maybe he thought of like oh if I just leave this body here they'll think Morbius did it yeah um, that's possible but but yeah the, I don't think he plotted it before the kill necessarily like he might not have because if he had been smart maybe he would have left New York before he started killing again because otherwise it was just evidence that Morbius wasn't doing it <laughs> yeah so maybe I'm I'm giving him Milo too much credit <laughs> He is not the smartest. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. Obviously, he wasn't as smart as as Michael Morbius. But killed um, the doctor in his own home. Yeah, <laughs> didn't uh, uh, hide the body or. Maybe he's like, "What could the police do to me?" <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, sorry. Uh, let's see. We should probably wrap. Be wrapping this view up. Um, Is that the last thing in our outline? I know it's getting late though, but. Yeah, like, we're going to finish this up, and then we'll do our, our two other segments, and I'll edit it all together and release it Wednesday. Um, Adrian Toomes! <laughs> oh, yeah. The, uh, I guess we finished up by talking. Yeah, we did tell you, spoiler alert. So, the, and uh, obviously, if you've already seen it, like, you you know what's going on. Or if you're one of those people that likes to spoil things for yourself. And it makes no sense! Yeah, so Adrian Toomes shows up. <laughs> They they imply like it happens during like no way the, home. the end of No Way yeah. Home, where yeah. like the universe is like cracking. The sky split, and we saw bats and Morbius. Next thing we know, Adrian Toomes is in a cell. Yeah, he like just shows up in the Morbius universe in in the same cell I guess he was in in the other universe. And uh, and since he hasn't committed any crimes in that universe, like they let him they let him go. But he's still the member of Spider-Man. Yeah. Maybe not, you know, maybe well, I mean, not he's Tom the same, Holland, Peter Parker. He's the same but, person, so he's not... Yeah. Like he's, they imply he's the one from the MCU. Right. I think. So, like, obviously... No, no, he is the one from the yeah. MCU. But, so, like, his memory didn't get wiped or anything. No, like he maybe remembered. he doesn't remember Peter Parker, but he remembers Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, uh, that's true. He is, like, I'm not sure how it got there. I think it has something to do with Spider-Man. I think is what he said. But yeah, so but he is propositioning Morbius there at the end for what you were saying is probably going to be this a Sinister Six. Yeah, I think team so. Up. 
Venom, uh, is Venom part of that in some of the iterations? I think Sinister Six. I'm not sure, but I think Sinister Six. I used to know. My memory's fuzzy. I think it was Dr. Octopus, Green Goblin, uh, Mysterio, uh, Adrian Toons, Vulture is definitely one of the Sinister Six. Uh, Sandman? Yeah, Sandman. Yeah, uh, Sandman was one of them. I forgot he existed for a second there. Um, doop, 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 doop. And Venom. I think those are the Sinister Six. I wonder if they'll have Thomas Haddon Church. I don't think um, Morbius was, but why not, right? Like, that'd be cool if, if they got Thomas Haddon Church for Sandman. Cool. And then, um, now is, because it, is there a, is it DC Comics that has a Sandman series? Or is uh, that Marvel? I think that's public domain now. I'm not sure, because I know Neil, that. Neil, I know Neil Gaiman did the writing and stuff on a lot of it. When I was trying to do. I don't s- think it's the same Sandman, though, is it? Yeah, Neil Gaiman, yeah. Uh, they brought Neil Gaiman. San- I thought they brought Neil Gaiman Sandman back, or at least the public domain version, for Charlton Neo back when I was trying to do the hip hop comic. Me and Dan Johnson for Charlton Neo. So I remember that. Um, but that's a different Sandman. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a different Sandman. I don't. So then, it's gonna be Doctor Octopus. And so the question is, would it be? Is it going to be Doctor Octopus and and Green Goblin from the most recent Spider-Man movie, or I wonder, or I, same actors maybe? I want to talk to you about that actually because um, Sony. I've heard that they've recently said there is a Spider-Man in the Venom slash Morbius universe, mm-hmm. but they haven't revealed which one. It's obviously not Tom Holland Spider-Man because yeah. of No Way Home. And the fact that Adrian Toomes has popped over to this universe. Um, so I actually, I wanted to talk to you about this on this podcast before we, we ended. Yeah. I've been wanting to talk to you f- since before we started about this one topic. Which universe do you think this is? Do you think this is the Sam Raimi universe? Do you think this is the Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. Peter Parker universe? Or do you think that this is... An entirely new Spider-Man that we we've never been introduced uh, to before. Like maybe it'll be them bringing in Miles Morales, perhaps. Or? Maybe uh, you know Miles Morales actually exists in the MCU because they mentioned mm-hmm. him in the first yeah. Spider-Man movie. Yeah, uh, but there could be multiple Miles Morales. Um, <clears throat> so who knows? What do you think? I feel like, like if they were to pick one of the three, you know, like. Um, I feel like and, Andrew Garfield would yeah. be the most likely. I've been thinking Seemed about like it. Seemed like it would fit his universe better. Like, the tone and stuff and everything. I, I think. The Venom and, uh, and Morbius movies fit his to, uh, tone better? I also think he might be more likely to want to do yeah. another Spider-Man film as opposed to Toby. I heard they might do that. Another Spider-Man. But yeah, but if, I mean, if Toby wanted to come, like, that, I'd be happy with that too. Like, that, that'd yeah. be pretty cool. You know, some people um, are saying they like. See, my idea was bring Toby back, get him killed, Miles Morales, because you know he can't be Spider-Man forever. But mm-hmm. someone else said, "Hey, well, why?" Uh, I've, I've been seeing this on Facebook. Um, the idea is to bring in Spider Girl, uh, Peter Parker, Mary yeah. Jane's daughter. And yeah, that would be cool too. I've heard some rumors of that, like, and they might even bring in. Um 
oh, what's her name? Um, that played Gwen Stacy. Yeah, Gwen, uh, not Gwen. Um, I almost said Gwenpool. Okay, uh, Spider <laughs> Gwen. Spider Gwen, the Ghost mm-hmm. Spider. Yeah, that's an option too, not uh, just Miles Morales. The uh, well, the, she wouldn't be called Spider Man though. Never mind. Yeah, they might. You, even, you know what I mean. I've heard they might bring the same actress in that played in the Andrew Garfield universe. I've just heard the rumor yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Might be more of a wishful, like fans wishing for that. But yeah, she, like, she was a good Gwen Stacy. I thought, like, well, I'd like for them to bring Spider Gwen, the Ghost Spider, in eventually into one of these Marvel universes. Who well, else you can have? Pepper Potts in an Iron Man suit why not Spider-Gwen you know <laughs> yeah and I or still Iron say Wo- Iron Woman I'm sorry I still say Pepper Potts was replaced by a scroll. <laughs> oh, yes yeah, really yes I hadn't heard this theory <laughs> wait well no I'm the only one who who posits this theory <laughs> I believe this theory for years now <laughs> this is my so, moment to be a conspiracy theorist <laughs> so so Tony Stark had a baby with a scroll. Yes, <laughs> it's a scroll baby. Why not? <laughs> Donnie the Human Torch had a baby with a scroll. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, I think the baby baby was miscarried uh, though. Chris, still, Chris, Chris Evans, <laughs> ladies' man. So, um, okay, I forgot about the daughter, uh, but it's possible. I mean, the only reason I thought that is because there was. Rumor of scrolls coming. This is before the Captain Marvel film, and, and I know I know we need to wrap this up. My wife, yeah, messaging me stuff. I'm yeah, I'm getting through. text from my wife. It's getting late. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, she knows this too well. She, she so before it's like, it's like yeah, you 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 both have tunnel vision. It's like. You're gonna get off in the rabbit trails and like you know talking for yeah. too long. Well, isn't <laughs> that what like, a podcast is? <laughs> yeah, but that's also what okay. we have. I told her it's like okay, we, we got an outline and we're gonna try to. You know, I'm gonna try to have a time limit, so I was like, I'm, I'm trying to stick to that. Yeah. We, we've Sorry. gone over a little bit. Well, so. um, I'll finish what I'm saying. I guess we'll wrap it up, but yeah, it's not important. It's probably too so long past that I can forget about this theory, but. Uh, I mean, there's still going to be a Secret Invasion TV series on MC, uh, MCU, on uh, Disney Plus. But who knows? But mm. um, what I'm trying to say is that there was this movie, and I can't remember which one right now. Uh, maybe it was a Spider-Man. I don't know. I don't remember. But it happened after Iron Man three. Mm. In Iron Man three, Tony Stark promised uh, Pepper Potts that he wouldn't wear the suit anymore. Right. So. That never happened without any well, explanation. Yeah. But there's this one movie where well, no, Pepper... it was, I mean, it was Thanos that made him put the suit back on, right? Thanos coming, wasn't it? Wasn't that why he put the suit back on? Well, no, because we had Ultron before that, didn't we? Because remember that Iron time, Man three how the timeline went. Iron Man three happens right after the original Avengers because he's going through post. Uh, traumatic stress disorder from the Battle of New York. Right. Okay. Well, never mind then. So, uh, he just flew that out the window. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Flew that out the window with a jetpack. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, uh, the movies don't say it. I just think maybe she... One one theory, she was just upset about that, but that there's the beginning of one film, maybe Civil War, I'm not sure. I, I don't remember which one, but there's the be- beginning of one film where 
Tony Stark is introducing Pepper Potts as like the new head of Stark Industries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's in an auditorium. The press is there. If she doesn't show up, it's just a complete no show. And she's not in the movie at all. And he's calling, I think he's calling her, leaving her a voice, a message or something. Basically, they're taking a break. And, but then later, it, okay, that wasn't Spider Man. Maybe that was Civil War. But later, in the first Spider Man movie, Homecoming, she's just randomly there. Uh, arm candy. Uh, <laughs> he's about to introduce Peter Parker Spider Man as the newest Avenger. Uh, but he doesn't know that there's real press back there. He thinks it's a test, so he, he turns down the Avenger position. And so Tony's like, uh, well, I have to do something. I called the press. You want to get married? And, and uh, Pepper Potts is like, yeah. And uh, he has a <laughs> ring in his pocket. And I just, this is why I thought this theory, this is just so weird. She goes from, I don't want to see you. I don't, you know, even to the point of not showing up to her own press conference that she's a new head of Stark Industries uh, not talking to him at all to yeah let's get married <laughs> and just you know hmm. right now why just because we have a press thing Interesting. And, and so my theory was that she got abducted by scrolls <laughs> now a lot has happened hmm. since Captain Marvel because that was set in like 92 and yeah. there is a secret mm-hmm. invasion Disney Plus TV series coming out so I don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. I really don't and then they to be completely honest, they could reveal that Tony Stark was this girl and the real Tony's still alive, for all I know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, Who knows? but, but uh, they're not going to do that. I hope not. That would be terrible. <laughs> imagine if, <laughs> imagine if, if, if Robert Downey ever falls on hard times, like, he'll find a way to come back, you know, and pay him like $40 million a movie or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway... Um, so yeah, we we both like Morbius. Um, one quick, I recommend it. One quick comment: the special effects were actually really good. I really thought, good. I thought the I'm, fight scenes were awesome. E- like even though the, the animation of yeah. Morbius and even down to like where he's like gliding on. Yeah, that was like, great. I guess wow. he can sense like echolocation. Well, he, he also can sense like wind. It's I don't know. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't, Air currents. That's what I was going to say. Uh, he can sense air currents, I guess, in a similar way that a bat could. And, like, glide on him. But I thought that was pretty cool. But, but yeah, like, CGI was really good. And then, um, obviously, his, his his girlfriend is also a vampire now. Would, yes. So, like, she'll be coming yes. back in the, in the next movie or the Sinister Six movie. question is, will she turn on him or will she still love him? Well... I don't know. You know, uh, the Bancroft character was there for his origin, except she was a secretary, not a doctor, but mm-hmm. she was Morbius' girlfriend. But it's my understanding that, and I don't know how yet, but she becomes a cult leader uh-huh. later. Interesting. It might be one of his villains. I'm not really sure. Yeah, that would be more interesting to me than if she just, like, joins up with him. Like, yeah. it would be more interesting if she became... She might be the villain like of the next movie. a villain. That would be kind of cool, actually. I'm confused on how she became a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> she, I, I think it's that, like, there right before she died, she, like, bit his lip and then yeah. got some of his blood and drank it, more or less. And then, uh, and then, but he, it didn't connect in his brain because he was yeah. in, like, vampire mode and he ends up, like, drinking some of her blood. Um, 
so he didn't make the connection that that oh she got some of my blood or just didn't think that it would do anything but then obviously she comes really shouldn't back to life <laughs> later yeah you wouldn't think it'd be enough but um, if we can accept a man go without wings gliding on air currents and yeah. getting vampire <laughs> powers we can accept anything else in this film yeah why not yeah it looked it looked great but it was a little silly I was like yeah. okay like what did his did his bone structure change like cause humans are not aerodynamic yeah. <laughs> well no and we're too we're too heavy in a lot of ways yeah. like you you have to have wings that are much lighter and stuff like um I mean, if you notice... There's a whole science behind it. Like, He doesn't go fast. He just disappears in, like, Nightcrawler smoke. Yeah. Now, that didn't really make sense as a as a vampire power, but... I mean, well, I mean, it makes sense as a supernatural vampire power, but it doesn't make sense true. as a scientific vampire. Yeah, that, that part, like, because they tried to make it scientific. Yeah. That didn't quite make sense. No. I loved the... I loved it, though. It was great. Yeah. Well, um... Anyway, that, that's, that's yeah, we'll a good... Yeah, Will's wife is calling him, so that's a good segue. So, so hey guys, um, we'll have a couple more segments here in the episode, and uh, close it up, and then you'll be hearing from us again next week. Peace, my fellow nerds. Peace. Welcome to this week's edition of Sci-Fi Focus. Benjamin Sisko might be the best Star Trek captain of all time. I know, I know, I placed him third on my list, but in preparing for this week's segment, I realized he should probably be first. At least, if I were evaluating him objectively compared to the other candidates. You know, without nostalgia. Why do I say that? First, I need to give credit where it is due. As part of my preparation, I watched a YouTube video on the Trek Culture channel, which made a strong case for Cisco as the best captain. If you get a chance, check it out. The link will be in the episode notes. For the moment, allow me to share my thoughts on the subject. I think it is fair to say that Benjamin Cisco faced more challenging obstacles to becoming a great captain, both internal and external, than any other captain in the mainline Star Trek universe. Remember, he had lost his wife shortly before arriving at Deep Space Nine. Here he is, grieving the loss of his spouse, faced with the daunting task of single parenthood, and unsure of his allegiance to Starfleet's objectives. Under those circumstances, he sets out to run a busy space station, which was built by Cardassians, no less, some of whom still claim ownership over it, and this station is visited daily by ships from all over the quadrant. No small task. That would be hard enough, right? Then add to that the Dominion War, as well as the burden of being chosen by the Prophets to be a spiritual leader for a planet of Bajorans. And he's a human. More and more challenges. It's like Ronald D. Moore was a sadist. I love you, Ron. Make more Battlestar Galactica, please. What I genuinely appreciate about Sisko's character development, however, is that he does not come through these firestorms unscathed. He makes mistakes, some of which could be considered war crimes. He gets angry, and he lets it show. He makes some choices out of pain, some out of fear. And yet, his very human spirit perseveres. He overcomes. And we love him for both his failures and his victories, do we not? Yes, my fellow nerds, we do indeed. 
Now, I would be remiss if I did not take a moment to talk about the wonderful Avery Brooks. His performance as Cisco is outstanding. And that voice. <laughs> I'm sure it has made many a woman and man swoon. <laughs> no, but seriously. He was Star Trek's first black captain to headline a series. I don't believe I am overstating the significance of Avery's casting as a black leading man portraying someone in a position of authority on primetime American television in the 20th century. Groundbreaking stuff. And he modeled a strong, affectionate fatherhood for a generation of young black men who grew up watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine. His impact, I imagine, will be felt for decades to come. Thank you, Avery Brooks. I believe that's a good place to stop. If you haven't yet watched Deep Space Nine, check it out. It is currently streaming on Netflix and Paramount+. Plus. If you love sci-fi or just damn good television, you won't be sorry you tuned in. Hi, this is Cartoonist Will, and welcome to Japanese Jaunt. Anyway, today on Japan Jaunt, uh, I would like to talk to you all about Legendary Wolfman vs. Godzilla, or in the Japanese against Godzilla. Not that it was ever translated to English. <laughs> anyway, so you might be wondering, or at least you all who are big Godzilla fans like me, this is not a real movie. What are you talking about, Will? Well, first of all, a bit about me and my love for Godzilla. I love Godzilla. I loved Godzilla as a kid in the 90s. Absolutely in love with Godzilla. Uh, my favorite era of Godzilla films would be the, um, the original in the 50s up until the end of the 70s. Uh, I really loved Godzilla 1985, a.k.a. Return of Godzilla Returns as well. But that was my favorite era up until Terra Mecha Godzilla or whichever the last film was. It's been a while. I, have, I own all of these on VHS or DVD except Godzilla vs. Adora, the Smog Monster. I cannot find it. I'm sure it's easier to get now, but I haven't looked in a long time. Anyway, I don't even... I don't... I've got a VCR. I'm afraid to put pop something in. It might eat the tape. <laughs> anyway, so I really love Godzilla, man. I really do. Uh, I don't have some of the more recent films, but up until the end of the 90s, Godzilla 2000... Uh, even the American Godzilla, which was not great. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't Godzilla, right? So I've got, up until Godzilla 2000 and Godzilla vs. Megaguirus, I've got that. Anyway, uh, getting back to it, Legendary Wolfman vs. Godzilla, what is that? Well, it's a fan film, but wait, hold on, it's not just any fan film. Um... Uh, Nakajima, am I saying that correctly? I forget his name. Uh, Lower-level employees of Toho, including, I believe, Nakajima, uh, who directed this fan film, they actually bought real props and sets from Toho uh, in the 70s uh, and 80s. That's when this film uh, was made. Uh, some of the footage was made in the 70s and some in 1983. It uses two different Godzilla suits. I think I don't think they're official Toho suits, but they're made very close to two different Godzilla suits from the 60s, I believe. Uh, and this is just a top-notch fan film. It feels like a real Toho film. Uh, it feels like it would fit in there with King Kong vs. Godzilla or something. It's great. 
man, I love this thing. It brings me back to my childhood. I mean, not that I was alive in the 60s, but you know what I mean. Watching these things, renting them from Blockbuster in the 90s. This, I love this movie, Legendary Wolfman vs. Godzilla. But before you get too excited, uh, the film was never officially released. Toho, obviously, doesn't like it for copyright reasons. It's not official. But it's just how awesome is that? A, it, not only this guy, but a whole bunch of ex-Toho employees got together and made this love letter to Godzilla. And, and yeah, it's great. I mean, the plot is... There is surviving footage. Go look it up on YouTube. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Wolfman comes to Japan. He transforms, scaring the heck out of some poor lady. He gets irradiated or something, grows to giant kaiju size. Uh, the military goes after him. Godzilla appears and attacks the country. And then the two of them get in a big fight. And you can see all this on, on uh, YouTube. I mean, it's not a feature-length film, but the footage is there, and it's great. Now, Nakajima, if I'm remembering his name correctly, he's uh, the director of this. He's been wanting to put this out on DVD or something, but for legal reasons, he can't do that, obviously. He can't, you know, Toho doesn't want to do that. They, you know, uh, copyright reasons, and that's understandable. But, man, go check out YouTube. This is great stuff. Well, this has been Japanese Jaunt, or Japan Jaunt for today. And uh, Cartoonist Will, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of the Irreverent Nerd Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at irreverent underscore nerd. That's at irreverent underscore nerd. You can also check out my YouTube channel, appropriately titled Irreverent Nerd. If you would like to send me a voice message to be included in a future episode, please go to anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd forward slash message and drop me a line. Stay weird, my fellow nerds. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Make it so. Avengers Assemble! I'm Batman.